Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream connect the shower lather up with the news sports talk comedians or movie reviews connect with that 3 hour philosophy show change the drive into work in traffic so slow Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to Tech Stuff, a production from iHeartRadio. Hey there, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with iHeartRadio. And how the tech are ya? It's time for the tech news for Thursday, March 24th, 2022. Let's get to it. Following up on a story I covered on Tuesday, cybersecurity researchers believe they have identified the source of the hacking attacks on Okta and other companies. A hacking group called Lapsus which is spelled L-A-P-S-U-S, followed by a dollar sign, had claimed responsibility for those attacks, stating that the group's goal was really nothing more than just financial gain, as it infiltrated not just Okta, uh, and as a reminder, that's a company that provides authentication services to other companies, uh, but also on other big names like Microsoft. And the security researchers believe a 16-year-old boy in England is perhaps the ringleader of Lapsus. Uh, another person identified by the group is a teenager in Brazil. And uh, 
helping out the researchers' work were uh, some rival hackers who effectively doxed this teenager and shared information about him and his family online. So it's a pretty brutal world out there in the the, the hacker community. Um, as to what will happen next, that is likely a matter for the authorities. Meanwhile, I suspect researchers will seek out more evidence that ties this particular teenager and his accomplices to those attacks. And it sounds to me like the group was extremely skilled and they were very, very fast at what they did, but perhaps they were not the best at, you know, avoiding consequences for their actions. Uh, it's possible that one of the reasons they committed these attacks was for notoriety within the hacker community. I mean, there is kind of that part of the community aspect as well. Uh, and it might turn out that the price of that notoriety is pretty darn steep once the authorities get involved. But we'll have to see how this unfolds. Russia continues to clamp down on information as military forces continue to push into Ukraine. Uh, the latest service to join the list of suspended platforms is Google News. Russia shut off access to Google News in Russia and was saying that Google News was spreading, quote, unreliable information, end quote. Now, keep in mind that Russia continues to contextualize the Ukrainian invasion as a special military operation, which is, you know, certainly whitewashing what is going on. Meanwhile, Thousands of people have died, including perhaps more than 10,000 Russian soldiers, according to some estimations. I've seen estimations as high as 15,000 Russian soldiers. And I imagine that's going to be difficult for Russian officials to explain under the label special military operation. It's not like they can just cover up 15,000 deaths, you know, across the entire nation. I'm actually surprised that Russia has, hadn't already shut down Google News. Uh, I'm surprised it took as long as it did, because the control of information is one of the key tools in the Russian government's toolbox, as is often the case with authoritarian regimes. SpaceX has increased the cost of being a Starlink customer. Now, if you're not familiar with that service, Starlink is a satellite-based internet service provider, or ISP. So customers purchase a satellite antenna, uh, a dish in other words, that can connect to and track small satellites that are in low Earth orbit. The plan is to launch tens of thousands of satellites to kind of provide this blanket coverage so that no matter what time of day it is, you've got a satellite that's in view. So the antenna will actually switch from one satellite to another as the satellites move out of sight because, of course, they're orbiting the Earth faster than the Earth rotates. So they're kind of zooming overhead. The dish has to switch from one to another as it passes across the horizon, or really out of sight in general, because a tree line will do it too. And um, Starlink is in a limited rollout right now. When it first premiered, the cost to purchase the starter kit was $499, and the monthly service fee to get the internet service was $99 a month. But now those prices have gone up to $599 for the starter kit and $110 per month for service. For those customers who have already put down a deposit but have not yet received a kit, now they're going to have to pay a little bit more, up to $549 total, before they will get their satellite antenna. Now that's probably going to frustrate folks who had placed an order, put down a deposit, and were waiting for their, their kit and felt that they had already paid the asking price. 
However, I guess one saving grace is that they're still kind of getting a $50 discount off a brand new Starlink package if you if you hadn't already put down a deposit. And apparently this is not going to impact customers who really dug deep in their pockets to purchase Starlink Premium, which I didn't even realize was a thing until today. Anyway, uh, so one of the drawbacks of satellite internet is that you're typically capped at a, a fairly conservative bandwidth. And there's also an issue with latency because, well, you know, even though radio signals travel at the speed of light, there's still a good bit of distance between an earthbound antenna that's on your property and a satellite that's in orbit overhead. So the basic service for Starlink advertises download speeds of 50 to 250 megabits per second. That's actually really darn impressive for satellite. Uh, And it has a latency of between 20 to 40 milliseconds. At least that's the advertised latency. The premium service... Well, it has the same latency because, you know, you can't actually make light go any faster than it already goes. So there's no real way to cut down on that. But the bandwidth is advertised as 150 to up to 500 megabits per second, which is really impressive. However, to get those speeds, you really got to shell out the big bucks. And I'm talking $2,500 for the kit. And then the monthly service fee would be $500 a month. Yowzin. I thought my ISP bill was big. Now, to be fair, I think that the premium service is really marketed more toward businesses rather than your average household. I mean, I'm sure there are going to be some, you know, folks who have lots of cash and happen to have a mansion out in the middle of nowhere where this is going to be their preferred method. But most of us wouldn't probably sign on to the premium service. So you might wonder, why did Starlink increase the prices for the basic service. And it seems to be that the main culprit here is inflation, which is obviously hitting a lot of stuff right now. Also, SpaceX takes a loss on those antenna it sells. So yeah, 500 bucks is a lot of money. Uh, 600 bucks is a lot of money. But that's that's still less than what it costs SpaceX to build the things. Uh, according to The Verge, SpaceX spends about $1,300 to build a single antenna. And originally, when they first started, that was closer to $3,000. So SpaceX has been selling these antenna as a loss leader. They make money in the long run through the monthly service fees. So while this new price is steep, it's still less than half of what it costs SpaceX to actually make the kits. So there's that. The Ethisphere Institute, which sounds a bit to me like a sinister organization in the Fallout video game universe, released a report naming the most ethical companies in various industries. And over in tech, we had a couple of really big names make that list, including Microsoft and Apple. Those are names that I found surprising to appear on a list of most ethical companies for reasons. But then I think the Ethosphere Institute is really taking a focused or if you prefer, narrow view when it comes to what it means to be ethical. Uh, Certainly the commitment to ethical sourcing of materials is critically important around the world. You know, I've talked before about how at various points in the supply chain, uh, from the point of raw material all the way to a finished product, there are some dark spots. Spots that can include forced human labor, child labor, human trafficking, and more, like really dark stuff. So companies that actually go the extra mile to seek verification that the supply chain they rely upon 
doesn't in turn rely upon human rights violations is a good thing. And it should be acknowledged, though I would also say that uh, we should probably consider that the bare minimum, right? I mean, it seems kind of crass to say congratulations on not violating human rights to bring us this gadget. That, I mean, yay, <laughs> you shouldn't get a, an award for not causing human misery. <laughs> but I digress. I do think that from certain points of view, as Obi-Wan would say, Apple and Microsoft and some of the other companies named have taken great strides to make certain their processes are ethical. But I happen to view ethics in a more broad context. Uh, these are also companies that have reputations for doing stuff like clamping down on employees, whether it's discouraging organization or forcing folks to sign agreements that prevent them from going public or seeking external legal help after they encounter violations of workplace policies or uh, or they they end up being the target of illegal activities and that kind of thing. Now maybe I'm looking at this from too wide a perspective. But I think it's actually important for us to keep those shortcomings in mind because otherwise we invite a dangerous situation where we let ourselves think of these companies as inherently ethical. And then we will overlook other transgressions. We, I think it's perfectly legitimate to say, yes, here is where they are doing the right thing and still also say, and here is where they need to change. I think we can have room for both of those. Okay, we've got some more news stories to cover, but before we get to those, let's take a quick break. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. And you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. 
AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade. At the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. One ongoing story that we've been covering relates to companies like Apple and Google being pressured to allow third-party payment systems within apps running on iOS and Android, respectively. And now we have word that Google is making an allowance for Spotify. Users will have the option to choose to pay for purchases within Spotify using either Google Pay billing or they can opt for Spotify's own billing method. This is a pretty big deal because we have seen Google and Apple long dependent upon the fact that these companies have had to take a chunk out of every single in-app transaction, uh, usually between 15 and 30% per pop, and hand it over to Google or Apple. And because there were no other payment options available, that meant that developers had no choice but to accept that a fairly significant chunk of change per transaction was going to go to these companies. Now, we're seeing pushback around the world as various courts and regulatory bodies argue that this practice is inherently anti-competitive. In fact, just on this past Tuesday's episode, I, I talked about how Apple was fined for the ninth week in a row for doing this in the Netherlands with dating apps. And whether this new deal with Spotify will mark a change that will roll out to other apps on the Android platform, that's too early to say, but at least it is encouraging. Though I should also add, it's not clear yet if Google is still taking some cut of each transaction. That is a possibility. Uh, Again, with the Apple story, we heard that one of its concessions to the Dutch regulators was to offer up a third-party payment option for dating apps in which Apple would still take a hefty 27% cut. Now, considering that payment processing services always take a cut, I mean, that's how they make money. So every transaction, the, the, the processing service that actually processes the transaction, they get a percentage of that. Now, it's the same with credit card companies. Well, with a 27% cut on top of whatever the third party is charging, it would mean that no matter what third party you were going with, chances are that option was going to be more expensive than just sticking in-house with Apple. Needless to say, the Dutch regulators rejected this concession and called it out for what it is, that Apple was rigging the game in its own favor. Also remember, Apple was one of those ethical companies we were talking about a minute ago. In other Google-related news, the company is preparing to sunset the Google Play movies and TV store section in May. 
All right. So Google Play has been Google's kind of all stop shop for online content and apps on Google ecosystems, namely stuff like Android devices and Google connected television services. So you would go to Google Play to buy all sorts of stuff like ebooks or games or apps, uh, music, television and film. But then Google started to migrate some stuff out of Google Play. For example, Google Play Music shut down and shifted to YouTube Music. And it looks like something similar is happening with Google Play TV and movies, where users will be prompted to go to separate apps such as YouTube or Google TV. And perhaps this is an effort to streamline stuff so that people who are interested in one kind of content, but not necessarily other kinds of content, can more easily find what they're looking for. And I kind of get that. You know, navigating through Google Play can be a bit clunky. Still, this also feels like another example of Google introducing a feature or a product, and then a couple of years later, just pulling the plug on it. Instagram has introduced a feature that will let users view posts in chronological order, which, I mean, has been long overdue. Also, they can filter their feeds so that they're just looking at you know, uh, entries that are from their favorites, like the the accounts they are most interested in. But in neither case will users be able to set that as their default view of Instagram's feed. So by default, users will still be presented with the jumbled up feed that's arranged not by any kind of timeliness, but by the whims of the feed's algorithm. Now, I don't personally use Instagram or Facebook anymore. But back when I did, one of the things I consistently found really infuriating was the lack of ability to just view stuff in reverse chronological order. I wanted to see the most recent stuff posted by my friends and the folks that I followed. And I hated the way content would actually appear in both of those products out of any kind of order that made sense to me because I would find myself responding to something that was actually several days old in some cases. And in off, often in those cases, it would turn out that whatever it was was now irrelevant. Like, we had all moved on. I just didn't know about it because the way the feed was sending it to me, I was looking at something that was already out of date. And uh, anyway, for those who still use Instagram, I'm glad that this is now an option if that's something that really would be valuable to you. I think it's still pretty irritating that you can't just set it and forget it. Uh, you will have to choose that view of your feed each time you open the app, if that's how you want to see it. But I guess we should be thankful for any improvements, even if they're small ones. Also, we should keep in mind that part of the motivation for making this change is that Meta, Instagram's parent company, has been under fire for relying on algorithms that promote certain materials to users in an effort to drive engagement. And that material frequently falls into dangerous categories that can become echo chambers that end up promoting extremist views, or it can end up serving up content that can harm someone's mental health. So you could make a case that the reason Meta slash Instagram did this was really more about trying to take some of that heat off rather than giving users what they've been asking for for ages. Uh, but I guess you don't look a, a gift horse in the Instagram feed. You just follow it. The United Nations has launched an ambitious project that, if successful, would connect every person to early weather warning systems. And by every person, I mean every person on the planet. 
According to the UN Secretary General, 60% of people in Africa lack an early warning weather system. If we look at this from a global perspective, one third of all humanity lacks access to early warning weather systems. And that is sobering, particularly when you consider that due to climate change, there is strong evidence to suggest that we're going to see more and more severe weather events across the world on the increase over the following years. And early warning can mean the difference between life and death. As of how this is going to actually progress, that's still being worked out. The UN's World Meteorological Organization has the ball now and will need to put together a plan that will achieve this goal within the five-year time frame. The WMO is expected to share an action plan at the UN Climate Conference in November. Okay, we've got a couple more stories to go. Before we get to those, let's take another quick break. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. And you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. 
And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. All right. So one other ongoing huge story in tech has been how the world has tried to respond to the ongoing semiconductor shortage. Uh, which has happened for numerous reasons, the big one being the pandemic. And Intel has been working on establishing semiconductor fabrication facilities here in the United States, which would help mitigate the necessity to depend upon Taiwan as the main source for semiconductor manufacturing. Uh, This is important not just because of the current supply chain issues, but because Taiwan has a, let's call it an uneasy political relationship with China that's being very delicate about things. Uh, There is a legitimate concern that one day mainland China forces could attempt to invade Taiwan, or at the very least, disrupt global supply chains. Now, setting aside the numerous other reasons why a Chinese invasion would be a bad thing, because there are lots of them, we're just going to focus on the semiconductor side for this. That's prompted Intel to invest in building facilities elsewhere, like here in the United States. But doing that is really expensive, and doing that at the cost of profits can sometimes cheese off stakeholders, you know, people who own shares in your company. They expect a return on their investment. That, in turn, has prompted Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger to urge U.S. Congress to grant subsidies to the U.S. semiconductor industry in order to help offset those costs. So, in other words... Intel is hoping that Congress will allot some taxpayer dollars to help foot the bill for building out Intel facilities here in America. Not just Intel, other semiconductor facilities too. And while both the House and Senate in Congress are considering this, and each have their own uh, proposals about this, but they have to work out the differences between the two, that process has been a pretty slow one. And there's been some understandable resistance and concern about using taxpayer money to subsidize a company like Intel. Intel has a market cap of $204.51 billion as of today's recording. Now, that that number, that represents the total dollar value of Intel's shares. So it's nearly $205 billion. So you could argue Intel is worth $205 billion. Now, of course, That is not indicative of how much cash Intel has on hand. That's a different thing. That's closer to probably around $24 billion, at least as of last year. And you can see how telling taxpayers, imagine that you're a politician and you're voting to pass legislation that would subsidize semiconductor facilities in the United States. And then you're asked by your constituents, hey, um, why did you use my tax dollars to help this $200 billion company build factories. That's a hard sell, right? Like, that's a hard question to answer. Even if there are legitimate reasons for that, politically, you could see how this would be a very 
difficult thing to do. And, you know, Intel is a publicly traded company. That means it does have a responsibility to its shareholders. So Intel, you know, can't just spend money that it has and maybe some money it doesn't have in an effort to build this stuff out. It's not a private company. It can't just shoulder that burden and hope to get out on the other side. It has shareholders to answer to. So it is more complicated than just saying it's a $200 billion company. Why are we giving it money? Or why are we giving it enormous tax breaks so it can build out these facilities? Uh, Meanwhile, we do have to address the very real problem of the semiconductor shortage. So yes, very complex issue here. Um, I definitely get a little grouchy at the thought of taxpayer money helping out an enormous company like Intel. But I also admit that the issue is far more complicated than that. So I think the subsidy is going to be a tough pill should Congress actually agree upon it and pass it. But uh, it might be that it's a necessity in order to make this come to pass. Without it, we're probably going to get facilities that have less capability than what Intel wants to see. And it may be that whatever facilities we get aren't really a solution to the issues that we are encountering in the industry. So yeah, um, I wish I could say that this was a very simple matter where it's a, a, a binary th- thing, but it, as most things in life, it's actually way more complicated than that. Now, here are a couple of other quick news bits to end out this episode. First, Rolls-Royce, uh, the aerospace company, not the motor car company, because those are two different entities. Uh, Rolls-Royce has broken records with its electric plane. It is named the Spirit of Innovation, which is a, a cool name for a plane. And as electric plane implies, it has an electric motor. It does not have a combustion engine or jet engine. And it broke a couple of speed records. One was for top speed over three kilometers, uh, which the Spirit of Innovation set at 555.9 kilometers per hour. Uh, For those of us in the U.S., that's about 345 miles per hour. And it also set a record for fast speed over 15 kilometers. That was 532.1 kilometers per hour or around 331 miles per hour. That's pretty darn cool. I mean, that's still that's much slower than what you see with like commercial jets, for example. But it's still really neat that a purely electric flying machine was able to hit those speeds over those distances. Now, of course, right now we're still talking about demonstrating capabilities here, right? We're talking about like the the proof of concept stage, really, or maybe one step beyond that. But it's probably going to be a while before we see those capabilities built into more practical applications. But, you know, you got to crawl before you walk, or I guess you got to fly before you commercially fly, perhaps. Finally, we have a sad story. Stephen Wilhite, who created the GIF file format, recently passed away due to COVID. The format allowed a way to create high-resolution graphics and not require huge file sizes. Today, we think of GIF files as being animated image files. That was not always the case. It was an alternative to some other image file formats like JPEG. Really, really important contribution, especially in the early days of the internet, where you know we were relying on things like dial-up internet. So fast transmission speeds, small files, like these were really important things. 
So in honor of his memory, I am going to pronounce the file format the way he said you were supposed to. GIF. The GIF file format. I will likely not pronounce this this way ever again, but, you know, I definitely respect his contributions to technology in general and the GIF format in particular. All right, that wraps up the news for Thursday, March 24th, 2022. I hope you are all well. If you have any suggestions for topics I should cover on future episodes of Tech Stuff, please reach out to me. The best way to do that is over on Twitter. The handle for the show is TechStuffHSW, and I'll talk to you again really soon. Tech Stuff is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.